My name is Xiao Wei. I'm the general manager for global accounts and territory business development for AWS Greater China. Joining to be today on stage with me is Jason, who is the um, head of operations, cloud operations from Here Technologies. All right, so Jason will also be sharing their experience in how they have been using AWS China regions and some of the best practices that they have. Now, before I get started for the session today, can I get a show of hands? Um, how many of you in the, in the audience already have an AWS China account? Uh, that's many of you. Thank you very much. Now, how many of you are thinking of getting an AWS China account? Thank you. Now, for the rest that hasn't put up their hand, are you sure you're in the right sessions? <laughs> okay, I hope, I hope you are here to learn about China. I hope you are here to learn about how AWS can help you in China. So in the, in the agenda today, you're going to see we have lined up several topics that hopefully help you understand um, some of the learnings about, that we have had um, helping customers expand into China, some of the catcher that customers may not be aware of before they expand to China. And I'll go through some of the um, uh, updates on our operating models, our services available, um, that, that's, that is available in China, things that have recently launched in 2019, as well as some um, very important topics on security and compliance, which uh, many of you may be concerned on. Right. I also talk about some of the customers and um, partners that we have in the region, and I'll, after that, I'll hand over the mics to Jason. So, in the in the course of the last six years that I've been in operating in China, um, helping customers land in China, we find that there is actually a few phases that customers go through as they choose uh, providers. Uh, choose the uh, infrastructure providers to help them in China, right? We want to put this down so that um, you can remind yourself there are some of the items that you may not be familiar, you may not commonly think about it as you use AWS regions. Typically, as you, as you use AWS regions, you find it to be extremely easy to just deploy internationally. You want to make sure it is the same for you in China too, but there are some regulatory concerns that you, you may want to be aware of in China. Right, so we, so in, 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 in the process, um, as we help our customers prepare, you'll find that we'll ask you a lot of questions relating to, um, do you understand the um, regulatory environments, whether your applications, the business you are running in China, whether it is subject to any um, regulatory requirements, right? So we usually ask it in advance so that you can start preparing those um, planning ahead. Um, our China team would also help um, your team in working out as your solutions say are running in international regions how do we successfully migrate into China and knowing that in China there's very unique networking environment as well um, China as many of you may already know has some great firewall in place so the network in and out of China's are not as smooth as what you normally get from other countries for example but there are ways that we can overcome this, and it is something that we usually do during the implementation phase as well. What we typically do after implementation is we look at your architectures, we look at your um, designs, and look at and apply our well-architected um, methodology, right, and help you optimize your cost. The cost optimization methods in China is also slightly different um, compared to U.S or internationally because the RI savings is a bit different in, in China. And you'll find that you'll hear Jason talking um, quite a fair bit about it and how here technologies 
actually um, leverage the um, mechanisms and calculations to improve their RI utilizations. So you'll find that the, in this slide later, I will walk through many, many programs and the teams that we have in place um, to help customers that um, either has not considered China before or already have operation in China to land in China. That includes our, our teams in place. We have full-fledged professional services, trainings, solution architect, technical support, all in China that are ready to help our customers. We have a gateway portal, which is our external facing portal that our customers can go check on information. If any of, one of you was here for the last year's sessions, you will hear me talking about the about to be launched gateway portals and we have launched it and it contains a lot of frequently asked questions the customers has previously asked us before. We also have a lot of programs that I'll talk about, um, including for startup programs, including um, innovation centers. Right, so we also have a very comprehensive um, partner network um, in place in China. In fact, in today's sessions, dark sessions, several of our partners from China actually won awards. So let's talk uh, a bit more about the infrastructure piece that um, you guys may have the most questions about. So in greater China regions, we have three AWS, AWS regions. They are namely Beijing regions, Ningxia regions and Hong Kong regions, right? So the discussion today, we're going to focus more on Beijing regions and Ningxia region because they're unique. I'll explain why they are unique. And Hong Kong region was launched um, in the middle of this year. And Hong Kong region is part of the global regions, which means in the global console, you can see Hong Kong regions today. Okay, and you can opt in to use Hong Kong regions. Right, it's close enough, so it may serve your needs. But in, in case you need to make sure that your applications are closer to your end customers inside China, in case you need to make sure that your applications are storing data resident inside China, inside mainland China to meet the um, cybersecurity law in China, you want to consider running the application in um, China regions. Because Hong Kong, even though it's part of China, but in the context of um, accessibilities from end users, um, it doesn't give you the same accessibilities compared to the regions inside China. You find that the network actually within China itself is actually pretty good. But as long as you transgress outside of China mainland borders, you, we, do not know, we no longer have a very consistent um, experience due to the Great Firewall in place. Note, we launched the Beijing regions um, back in 2014. So we have been operating that region for five years right now. The second region is in um, Ningxia. And you can, as you can see from the chart, one of them is with two AZs, the other one is with three AZs. Right? Ningxia is uh, more complete with three AZs. You, you see that I'm using familiar terms to you. We are using regions, we're using availability zones. We have designed the data centers in exact same manner that you have known us for. We have done it very consistently. You can expect the same standard, same quality, same design in, um, in the data centers in um, inside China, okay? But we do have to meet the China regulatory environment. So in order to meet the China regulatory environment, AWS do have to work with partners locally in order to provide our service. Infrastructure as a service is considered telecom-related service in China. And telecom-related service is a highly regulated service in China. So we have decided um, 
way in advance that in order for us to operate the service long term, we need to find a reliable partner. So we've selected two very reliable partners in Signet and NWCD. Right, Signet is, uh, is one of the largest hosting companies in China listed. And NWCD is uh, founded by uh, renowned entrepreneurs who are also bringing a lot of other um, famous services. It's founded by Albert Tient, who also brought in companies such as LinkedIn, Evernote in China. So the models, how it works is we actually provide the technologies and they become what we call our SOR, seller of records within China. Right? So you will get a very, user, very consistent user interface um, that you are familiar with. The user console looks exactly the same as your international one, but it is separated from the international regions. Right? So you won't see AWS China regions inside the, your normal console, but you get a different URL, different endpoint, and within that endpoint, you will see a China console where you see both the China region, Beijing and Ningxia, right? And the local SORs will be the one signing contract, will be the one providing local tech invoices and providing support for our customers. And we, work, we have been working on this model for five years right now, and it has been working really, really well for us. So if you take a look, we have made a lot of progress in our services launch in China. Right? You see the majority of the services are available in China today. Right? Um, you name it. Right? Of, of course, from the basic EC2, RDS, S3, um, to the uh, latest Aurora workspaces and etc. Just in 2019 alone, we have added a lot of the services that I wouldn't say we have it launched last year. We launched KMS, we have launched CloudFront, we launched Workspaces, we launched Marketplace, and many others that you see on the, on, on the chart. And we are really accelerating the deployment in China coming from the customer's feedback. Right? We, are, we are seeing tremendous adoptions um, of, the, of our services in China, and companies continue to invest in our resources to make sure that we can keep out the demands that you guys are expecting out of us. Taking a look at the uh, marketplace, we launched it in June this year as well. Right now, there are more than 90 applications, or rather 90 partner solutions available today, and many of, the, of them are the familiar names that you may be using today in the international market too. Cisco, Palo Altos, and many others that you could see on, on screen. At this moment, we support bring your own license of free AMI. Soon, we will support our paid license model and SaaS offering. Now, we can't talk about complexity in China without mentioning connectivities. Okay, it is indeed one part that usually catch um, foreign companies off guard because it is quite unique in operating um, in, in China in terms of the network. It is unique because it is inconsistent. Right? It is inconsistent because in, it's, you can see it, it's internet weather. Right? But, the, um, but it's not without um, ability to solve it. Right? So, and we have done a lot um, on your behalf in order to help improve the situations. A, we have done international peering. You're going to find that compared to um, when we initially first started, you've seen packet loss from that drop from maybe close to 30% to less than 2% as you connect from China regions into international AWS regions. So that's a marked improvement because of the peering work that we are doing with the various ISP and telcos. We've added direct connect pop locations. I hope you understand what direct connect pop is. It is ability for you to connect 
um, from your data centers inside China into, into AWS region, right? So, um, of course, we have had the connections in um, Beijing and Ningxia, but we have added connections in Shenzhen and Shanghai. This is actually very important in China because in China, the cross-province connectivity options is very, very expensive. It's almost as expensive as international line. So by providing a port location closer to the customers, closer to where our customers are likely having the data centers, we greatly reduce the cost of our customers trying to connect in directly into us. Of course, Direct Connect gives you much stable connectivity within China. We added CloudFront. This is a much, this is a frequently requested feature since we launched. Right now, we started with four um, locations: um, Beijing, Ningxia, Shanghai, and Shenzhen. All the major metropolitan cities. Additional pops are being planned in 2020. Now we have also added VPC peering to allow you to connect the two regions uh, in a safe and secure manner. In fact, we added recently Direct Connect Gateway, which means if you have data centers in China, all you need to do is to connect to one, either one of the regions that will give you access to both the regions. This concept is similar to the Direct Connect Gateway in international market. When you connect to one region, you can reach uh, to other international regions um, through our backbones. The same thing goes in the Direct Connect Gateway in China as well. But you are connecting, you are connecting the two regions within China mainland. We also support IPv6. Someone asked me within this week whether we support uh, IPv6. We are very glad that we actually already support IPv6 um, for EC2 in, um, in the China regions. Now, I, I want to mention Hong Kong here as well. Because, Hong, because of the proximity of Hong Kong and the, um, and the fixed locations of Hong Kong, if you, if, if you will, um, a lot of our telco partners China Telecom, China Unicom, and China Mobile, if you will, already have lease line lined up between China regions, uh, Beijing and Ningxia regions, to Hong Kong. That means for customers that may want to set up in a more cost-effective manner, they have the ability to carve out the line through NN9 for you. So they can, you can quickly connect from, say, Beijing regions to, to Hong Kong. And from Hong Kong, because that is a direct connect pop for global regions, you have a quick access to many regions around the world. Right? So, so these are basically various options for our customers um, to consider if you have traffic in and out of um, China, um, whereby you need more QoS control. Internet works still, right? but it, it, it may be inconsistent. So we, we give the options and some choices to our customers. If you want more QoS level support, you find that we have partners who can provide those lines for you. And I'll show you more on the, on the, on the next slides. So this is uh, maybe a simplified explanation of um, what I've just, um, just, just explained. In the top part, you find that um, internet definitely works for, um, for, for connectivity. We have many customers operating we have many customers operating their environment in China from remote um, countries, right? And that can route through, um, route through internet. For customers that want more secured and, um, and authorized and dedicated lines for yourself, you can take the bottom path, right? Whereby a telcos can either do give you a point-to-point -point connections, or you can go through the Hong Kong um, um, connections, like I mentioned earlier, which kind of give you 
um, break it down into two parts. The first part will be from Beijing to Hong Kong, and the second part will be from Hong Kong through AWS Direct Connect Gateway into the international regions. Right? So um, our, this, this, this consideration will be a part of the due diligence process or the solutioning implementations that our pre-sales solution architects are happy to work with your team on so that we can uh, advise you on the best options. Now, we talk about um, there are several ways that we are trying to help customers to understand our services um, better. I don't think we have done a, a good job in the past in proactively sharing the information and that's coming from the feedback from our customers. So with that, we've actually launched China Gateway Portal. Um, the URL is listed below, so I won't um, read it out for you. It is a one-stop shop for you to ask questions, for you to look at the latest um, um, releases, for you to look at the frequently asked questions that we, um, we are getting from our customers. What is ICP falling? Who are some of the other customers? Technical documents, um, etc. On the right side, you find that we have, been, we have had established our customer service and technical support team for many years now within, within China. Right. We offered exactly the same SLA, 24 by 7, and we support both languages in English and Mandarin. Right. So, and we do the follow the sun concept as well. So if your international team are using China regions, <coughs> situated um, remotely, they can feel, still file the cases and it will be picked up by agents that is available in the, in the right time zones. And we have um, the same level of the tier of um, support service that you may be familiar with, from developer support, business support to enterprise support. And we have TAM support available in China as well. So China has recently gone through um, uh, uh, Black Friday equivalent events. And we have found that uh, the local TAM has managed to help many of our customers to mitigate the spikes of the traffic, the spikes for the network that, um, that are famous for during that shopping period within China. Um, if you recall at the earlier slides, we talked about um, as you expand into China, you also need to make sure that you have a team in place to help you maybe manage the China environment, right? You may have operation teams within China as well. We have full-fledged training programs within, within um, um, China ecosystem. We have our own trainer as well as training partners. Not only we don't only provide the entire full scope of trainings that we have internationally, we also pay a lot of attention in educating the students in the market. We have thus far trained about 80,000 students within China. The intent is we are training sufficient um, talents that understand AWS so that as you expand your business into China, you have ready talents that you can hire from the market and we'll continue to invest our resources and time to make sure we continue to generate talents that understand AWS so that you can hire the right people in the market. Now, if anyone, one of you is a um, is, is startup, have anybody heard about um, Activate program? Okay, if you haven't, then this is going to be a good introduction. Activate program is, is not new in, in China. Right? It, is a, it is a program that we adopted from international market too, right? We have Activate program for many of our startup customers. We have so far supported 4,000 over startups in China, right? Give, providing credits of up to 10,000 USD, 10, USD. 
And, and we also know that um, it is not just about providing credit to our customers. We pay a lot of attention to make sure that startups are getting necessary helps in multiple areas. A, in exposures. So we organize programs, we organize sessions and invited VCs to meet with startups under Activate programs to al allow our startups to promote their solutions better. B, we also done a lot of industry connections program. Right? This year we invited um, startups with, with AI-related technologies and invited many of our customers, um, for example, customers from McDonald's, Coca-Cola's, to, to share their views and potential use case and adopt some of the startup use case into their actual business world. That helps startup in their pro product market fit and it is usually a very important step in getting further fundings, in getting um, to the next phase of growth. So we are, we are really trying to make sure that we are not just throwing credits to help startups successful, we are helping startups in their business areas as well so that we, can, we build a more vibrant ecosystems of companies uh, running applications <coughs> on AWS in China. You can see a lot of the, the, the venture capital and um, ANI groups that we are, ANI stands for, accelerator and incubators that we work with actively in China on the right-hand side. Um, a further extension of the, um, of the Activate program is a program that we have called EdStart. EdStart is a program that we put in place for education technology company, EdTech company, right? In fact, last week, we were just hosting a group of um, education EdTech companies from Israel um, in Beijing office. The purpose is to help the startups bridge with the local education industries, schools. We, we help educate them around what is the unique requirements and, um, of, the, of the education industries in, in, in Beijing. We help open doors, we help connect them with our contacts within the, within the um, K-12 and universities. Right, let me come to the next topics of security and compliance. These are important topics, so I want to make sure that I can still speak clearly. Um, one of the questions I get asked the most is, what is ICP? ICP is an important concept in China but it's a concept that is rarely known for companies outside of China. ICP stands for Internet Content Providers. I think by explaining this, hopefully you'll appreciate a bit of uniqueness in operating in China. As simple as publishing a website that says, Hello World, as long as it's external-facing website, a company would actually need to complete an ICP filing process. It doesn't matter what is the content, as long as it's external-facing. Right, so the ICP filing will require you to provide who is the owner of the website, what is the domain name, what is the IP address, what is the content intended for, who is the security contact in case there is any um, issue with the contents and etc. Right? China is very, very careful around public-facing website. And this is not commonly known for people that is not familiar with the regulations in China. So what we have done is, we t our team actually remind constantly of our, to our customers as they expand into China. In fact, to protect our customers, we even block two out of the ports, port 80 and port 443. In, in fact, port 8080 as well, so that our customers do not accidentally 
publish their website without completing the ICT process because that will be um, in violation of the regulations in China. We wouldn't want that to happen to our client. Right? So we do these extra steps to protect our client. But while it sounds daunting, right? it is, but it is a necessary process. It, you have to do it regardless whether you are using AWS or you are hosting your own um, website on your own anyway. Right? It, is, it is a mandatory steps. But our, our partners, our local, the, the two SORs that I talk about, would actually help our partners, um, our customers, apply for ICP free of charge. Right? The process in total will roughly take 20 days. That's the SLA. But what I've learned in China is um, different province in China actually do it in different span of time. Okay? You're going to find that in Beijing, you may actually really take 20 days. Sometimes you go to Shanghai, maybe things get done in seven days. Right? So these are the, this will be the practice and um, sharing that we'll go with, uh, we'll share as our customers um, expand into China. But um, rest assured, we, we will help, our cust uh, help you every step of the way. Now, the other very important topics to, to be aware of is the um, cybersecurity law. Right? It is enacted already, so it is, um, it is in, in, in place today. So, so the primary premise of it is relating to data residency. Okay. The good news is, as long as you are using China regions, by default, you are actually already meeting the data residency requirements. You may know we designed it the same way, right? Data that you store in the regions do not leave the region unless you choose to do so. So any data that you choose to put in Beijing regions or Ningxia regions would never leave that region. That means will never leave the shore of China unless you choose to do so. So that by default helps you meet the China residency requirements. The other um, requirements relating to China is the crypto um, requirements um, that some, some customers are not familiar with. The other good news is because we have launched KMS in China and we have launched KMS with considerations of all the requirements that Chinese regulator has on encryptions and controls. You can also be rest assured that as, you are, as long as you're using KMS, you will be meeting the China crypto um, requirements too. Right, so we have designed all of this so that you have two less things to worry about as you expand into China because these are things that we have obviously worked closely with the regulators in order to help facilitate the services lending and in order to help um, you reduce the, the risk of um, violating any regulations. Now, there is also um, a very important component within the cybersecurity law, right? Um, it is a regulatory audit called MLPS 2.0. The full name is actually Multi-Level Protection Scheme 2.0. And level three is actually the standard that we have achieved. That means we can even handle confidential data. This is a very comprehensive um, audit. These audits cover cloud computing, cover compute, edge, network, data, etc., and application um, tier as well. So you, you're going to find that by ensuring us go through all of this, you will be running a system that is certified by the public security of, um, um, of, of China. Right? So, and I'm very glad to announce that the, both of the regions in China are MLPS 2.0 Level 3 certified. So this, again, um, 
help you if in case your you are building applications and your customers ask you to prove that um, you are running an, uh, in uh, infrastructures that is MLPS 2.0 level certified. These are things that we can help provide to you. Okay. Of course, beyond that, we also adhere to many of the international standards. So ISO, SOC, PCI DSS, um, etc. Right. So we, we, we are trying to keep up and make sure that we are adding more certification in China as we go. But you're going to find that the MLPS level 3 um, certification is the one that mostly asks for your Chinese customers in, um, in, the, in the regions. So, <clears throat> as we progress, you'll take a look and um, we could, we'll show you some of the customers that um, are, are already actively using us. This slide shows you a lot of our startups and fast-growing companies. Okay, so you see many of the um, familiar names as they are also expanding um, internationally as well. OnePlus phones um, and, and many others. And we have also many reputable big brand names companies already using us, both in China region and of course, many of them are also using international region as well. DW, Samsung, Adobe, um, Bosch, and, and many others as you can see. We also pay a lot of attention in expanding our um, partner networks in China. And we want to make sure that not only we are bringing in all the foreign partners that you guys may be familiar with, We've also added a lot of local partners that, could, that may be able to give you additional options that, um, that meet the local requirements too. So we are trying to make sure that we beef up our offerings in both areas. So that as you come into China, if you want to choose a partner to use, you have a variety of choices available. Okay, with that, I'm going to hand the mic over to, to Jason to share uh, with us their experience um, using us and um, their cost optimization strategy. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, JW. Hope everybody can hear me okay. Just for some reason. <laughs> Good. Uh, so, Jason Fuller, I'm the head of cloud operations and management for Here Technologies. For those of you who don't know who Here Technologies is, uh, we are the number one location platform in the world. We have a very large platform that hosts a lot of data. So, as you can see by some of these numbers, um, we've primarily focused on the automotive market. Uh, you may have known here prior to our uh, exit from Nokia in 2016 as Navtech. So, we've been doing mapping for a very, very long time. We've been working in the China region for a very long time. Uh, and we're happy to say that for the last three years, we've been hosting our services in China on AWS China. So. Some of the things that go into running a platform of this scale and including China as a region and making it seamless to the customer but following the regulatory boundaries that China creates by moving into that region all adds a lot of complexity to how you do this. So I'm happy to say that after you go through the legal process, which is easier using AWS China and their partnerships with Sinet and NWCD, and after going through the ICP recordal, having an AWS account added to your, your master account in China much like having a master account added to your, or a, sorry, a child account added to your master account in global. A couple of extra fields, a couple of things, check boxes, et cetera, that AWS China teams will help you with. But you put up an AWS account, it looks and it feels very similar to your AWS experience. 
the infrastructure that you build in China also looks and feels and performs very much like the infrastructure that you have globally. So I'm going to take you through a little bit of a conversation about what we're doing and why we did it that way. So globally, uh, we've been with AWS for uh, pretty much from the beginning, right? We, we love S3. We've been there forever. We love everything they produce. <laughs> we've been an AWS customer uh, officially with an enterprise agreement since, you know, 2010. So uh, nine solid years of work with AWS. And like I said, the last three years working with AWS China in, in, a, um, in, a, in a way that, that really from a strategic perspective was not only do we want the, the customer experience to be the same as China and global, we have thousands of engineers globally, uh, Berlin, uh, Chicago, which is our North America headquarters, uh, we, want, we don't want to write services once, uh, or more than once. We want to write them once, and we want to be able to deploy them once. There's some tricks to this, obviously, with China. So, uh, for instance, we, we can't get away without supporting two AMIs. So, in our company, we host a, a CentOS AOI, AMI. I have one for China. I have one for everywhere else. So, you have to do things like this, but it's not a lot to take one to two versus moving to an entirely different supplier, right? So our goal when we moved into China was to make the engineering experience internally as seamless as possible, therefore the, the production experience of the customer as seamless as possible. So this is an example of some work that we've done this year. Um, this graphic here shows actual EC2 usage. Uh, and you can see here where we're, we're bringing our eyes in and we're using spot instances. And this is, the same picture that my executive and finance teams are used to seeing about my global, they see it about China. I still call them out on a separate slide because I like to, to shine the light on the fact that, look, we do the exact same thing here as we do there. All programs seamlessly move. All programs seamlessly work. And uh, what it does is it gives us that power of, of scale. I don't need to have a whole separate team running China. I can have the same team running China. Yes, there are sometimes some over-internet things that you need to deal with, but as, as JW said, you're going to deal with that with any supplier. You're going to deal with that with anything you do as you cross the Great Firewall. But the direct connect access into China with the third-party carriers is very good. Yeah. And so DX overhaul, you know, backhauling, very good strategy. Right? So, so these are some of the things. So from a lessons learned, um, as a corporation, and, and you put it in the beginning of your deck, uh, there are some maybe non-technical requirements that you should sort out. So if you're not in China today and you're thinking about going into China, um, make sure you work with your, your finance teams. So in our world, uh, we have cost centers. So we have a cost center per AWS account. The China account doesn't get the global cost center. It gets a China cost center. And this is how we can separate budgets, we can separate investment, because these are different entities. I have to have a wholly owned foreign entity in China that I represent. I have a partnership in China that I represent ownership of. So it isn't here technologies in China. It's our friends at Han Tech, right? And Han and us are partnered with a company called NavInfo. So in China, they won't, this is part of the, the, the way that you do business. So make sure that your global finance teams are prepared and they understand the bill coming in from Cynet is actually AWS China. 
and that this is how we pay that bill, right? So this sometimes requires a little bit of extra uh, process management, but the finance teams really knowing how to handle this from day one means that there won't be a holdup in paying AWS China when the first bill arrives. Uh, resist exceptions. Even though it's a different place, don't let teams push the button on it's different, so therefore I should be different. I'd like to use a third party. I'd like to use a, a different partner than I do globally. Try your best to keep the partnerships aligned. And what we found is when we do find a gap, going to AWS China and saying, I need your help. This is what we do globally. This is the partner we have globally. This is what we're doing in China. This is what we'd like to do in China. Oftentimes, AWS is there to, to act as a local representative to you. And we've found globally, teams will join with that partner and say, how come you aren't in China? What can we do to help you get to China? And that's some of what JW and his team handle for us. So. And then make sure that you have uh, team focus on all regions, inside and outside of China. So as, as JW pointed out, different console. Uh, anyone who uses APIs at AWS knows APIs are regional, right? So this is not much different, but it is a different endpoint. There are different things that are joining in and out of these endpoints. So watch for teams that say, I'd like to take my CDCI pipeline from Frankfurt, and I'm just going to publish to China. Okay, when you publish the AMI that's the global AMI, it's going to be problematic with the mirrors crossing back over the boundaries of China. So there is some tuning that has to be done, but don't let teams face you and say, this is impossible, I can't do this work, right? It's very easy, right? These are not big hurdles. So, and as always with us at Here Technologies, we're always looking for uh, FinOps as the goal, right? So your financial operations helps build a cloud that is professionally built but also financially operated, which means that you can have a low-cost China, just like a low-cost global. So let me talk about the RI for a little bit. So we have, for those of you who've seen me at this reInvent talking about this, this might be a bit of a repeat slide, but just to put it in context of what we're up against globally and how our China operations are assisting in having this. So we have 500 accounts, we have lots of instances, we bring the same platform to China, can they handle the capacity? Yes. Have we run into any problems with that? No. Teams autonomy, they like to have the ability to run their own things. Have we found that there are instance families that they can't use? Yes. Why? Because they're using M1 Classic. Okay? When these guys built China, they built it with the standard of what it was at that time. So 2014, 2017, 2019. It, it's not a good practice to stay on the oldest AWS you can find. <laughs> Let me say it that way. So as long as your teams are keeping up with, with the trends of what AWS is releasing, you'll find China very much in line with what you can have globally. And then for us internally, uh, we've had some challenges with the reporting, but uh, what we found is China still running the detailed billing report, which you're familiar with if you've been with AWS for, for more than three or four years. Very, very similar. And anytime we find any sort of data gap, data quality, anything, which is not often, bringing it to the AWS China team and saying, you know, this is not working just the way we thought it would, uh, it's fixed immediately. Yeah? So our data analytics is very good in China, better than other suppliers, and easy to use, easy to see who's spending what, where the usage is going, and what the costs are there. In fact, um, we've just this week done a big deep dive on, this, on the pricing of China. 
Uh, Ning Chao EC2 is the cheapest EC2 globally. So when you think about China and you think about the expense of China, it won't be the price of AWS that is costing you money in China. So for us, uh, we went through a proposal. This is a, this is a journey, right? So how do we centralize? How do we build things? We build financial engagement first, right? We just wash, rinse, repeat this when we went into China. So we did this globally three years ago on our RI program. As we brought China online, we went back into finance and said, hey, listen, same RI, same vendor, different supplier, right? Because of course, finance and legal, look at the legalese. It's Sinet, it's NWCD. But don't get confused by that. It's AWS China, it's an RI, it's EC2, it's the same model. Same with management, go back into management, explain, yes, you're going to see different names on the bottom of the contract. You're going to see a different uh, company, but it is not a different entity. Yeah? In the end, it is AWS China. It is exactly what we do. And, and then build the technology with the same idea. If it works globally, try it in China. We've now gotten to the point where teams will try it in China and then bring it global. So there are, there are good use cases to, to have the, the separation. So for us, again, if you've seen this presentation, apologies, but for those that haven't, our model for RI buying is based on a red, grown, red zone, green zone. We take the same attitude in China. If there is over 5% usage in Ningxiao and Beijing, which there is, teams get an RI there. If they are in an instance family in the big green center of this bell curve, we see good reuse, which means if I buy an RI and a team stops using that instance, somebody else in China picks it up. So the very low risk to committing to reservations in China. And implementing control in China, we use organizational policies globally. But in China, we're working with them on building the same organizational controls at the master level. Today, we can individually go through and, and work with teams on understanding this is how it is. And because most of our teams are global teams, they already understand my role, they understand my team's role, they understand the technology of the team that we run, and so they're very happy to take their hands off the wheel in China and say, whoop, we will follow exactly what you do globally here. And our partners in China pick this up very easily. So we're able to be autonomous to some of the work and say, hey, for you in Beijing, Nobody wants to call Jason in Boston. I'm in a totally different time zone. I don't like waking up in the middle of the night. I'm not always the nicest person. Work with my team in Beijing, right? And the TAM team from AWS China works seamlessly with our teams in China. So communicate, communicate, communicate. Always communication. And it works. <laughs> the internet works. The telephones work. The video conferencing all works. It's not, it's not, uh, <laughs> it's not hard. So globally, what have we done? Uh, with right-sizing automation. This is an architectural design of what we've put in this year. You'll notice some of the names here, Aurora Serverless, Lambda. These are all services that JW and team have worked hard to put into China. We've not launched this yet in China, but this same heuristic system that we run globally to right-size our instances to what you are actually supposed to use will be something we can put into China because, again, same structure, same design, same abilities as global AWS. Other systems that we use, we have a system we've built around Trusted Advisor, also something we have in China. 
So we can go into Trusted Advisor and see what teams are doing and how teams are going about their business. Best practices are important. Alignment of best practices globally are important. Personal health dashboard, same thing, right? So you get the, you get the, the message. When you move into China, there are some very basic beginnings that you need to make sure you, you attach yourself to. But end of the day, we have a very, very good result. So we have an RI coverage, as you saw from the graph in the beginning. We follow the same KPIs globally. RIs cover 85%. China is no different. Expansion of this into other RI offerings as they come online inside of China, we follow it, right? It's a wash, rinse, repeat. And for the global teams, <clears throat> in the last three and a half years, we've saved millions of dollars following these same programs. So management and finance are very happy to see those programs go into China as well. So from the future state, we continue to work with AWS China on enhancing our technology. We work with them on things that we find that are gaps. And we find that AWS China reacts very quickly to the global customer and that there is always the goal of being the same as the global experience. And so with that goal in mind, it makes it very easy for me to expect it to be built exactly the same way. And most times it is. And then continue to enhance our, our, uh, our finance teams. So obviously we have global finance teams working on our China solutions. We also have Chinese finance teams working on the solution. So as you figure out where your alignment works with engineering and with customer, find those other areas in your company that are going to be miles apart and help them, especially the finance teams because it's a big part of the cloud, right? But that helps. Don't let them think, oh, it's so different because it's China. It's really not, yeah? So with that, I'll turn it back to JW and take it from there, yeah? Thank you, Jason. Thank it you is very much. It is always very helpful to hear directly from the customers and learn from their experience. And, and I learned from a lot from what you just said, too. Now, um, I'm not sure whether you guys have actually visited the, um, the village. The village is the areas right behind the um, registration desk at the nation site, right at the expo. Uh, we do have an AWS China um, region booth. The operating hours are there. We have, I have team members. Um, staffing there to, um, to answer any specific questions that you may have, right? And of course, we have um, tiny little um, um, gifts like this that is available that, um, that, uh, for, for interested, for, that you get, get a chance to win um, over there. So with that, we actually wrap up the uh, presentations uh, for today. Thank you very much.